This is beautiful. It feels so intimate. It's just us. I know. It's like we're recording into the void, which is how we used to do it back in the day. But back in the day, we've (laughs) we've been live streaming these recordings. And today we're not doing that, everybody, because I am back home in Atlanta. I wanted to make sure we got the best quality possible. And, you know, when you go home, your parents' Wi-Fi is never as good as your own Wi-Fi. (laughs) And recording something and streaming something, it just there were too many variables. So we didn't want a disaster to happen. We didn't want the the millions of fans to get angry at us. And it would just (laughs) be a mob out to to get us. And they would sing the, the mob song from Beauty and the Beast and there would be fire and our heads would be on stakes. I was just watching uh, the Harry and Meghan documentary on Netflix, and I was like, I feel like the people being mad at Meghan, that would have happened to us had we tried to go live, and oh, I can't have that. And I'm She's the redhead. So much. I'm the redhead. And you're the redhead. Oh. I guess it makes sense. What I, We never thought of ourselves as Harry and Meghan, but it's not We wrong. are kind of like Harry and Meghan, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Oh. I, the be- beautiful former actor, and you, redhead. <laughs> and me, the redhead. Yes, thank you. That is, yes. that is my entire personality. <laughs> that is how I think of you. Yes. I have you on my phone, actually, just the redhead. The redhead. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that is powered by CTT. Really easy. Just put the powder in, mix it with water, and it works two times faster than just drinking water alone. Yes. And it has three times the amount of electrolytes than any other sports drink. And the flavors are great. I've tasted four flavors so far. Lemon, lime, Matt Palmer Lemon Lime's my shit We love it Passion Fruit The Apple Kombucha Which I love kombucha Iconic And the Vitamin C The uh, one that gives you A good immunity And I thought all of the flavors Were great And I've gotta tell you I just went to Vegas To a friend's bachelorette party And uh, someone brought A liquid IV with them And before we went out For a big party night I had a liquid IV Drank a lot that evening And woke up Sans hangover And I think there's nothing Better than that And you look great too I think you You look look great too Thank you I'm very hydrated. And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? So if you want liquid IV for yourself, go to the website and uh, use promo code 2GayMats, T-W-O, no spaces, and you'll get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. Sounds like a plan to me. You got to do it. Get in with liquid IV. You're going to love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another 2GayMats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And, you know, I think it's very fitting that the final podcast of the year is just the two of us without the live stream because I we mean, just started the live stream this year. So it's, it's n- just wild to think that we just started doing those live streams this year. Honestly, it feels like this has been our life for so long. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like for the end of the year podcast, we are going back to our roots. Yes, back to basics, as Christina Aguilera would have said in 2006. Yes, just the two of us together. Well, not in a room together. We used to podcast in the room together, (laughs) but just the two of us. And and you're literally Mm. back in your roots. You're back in Atlanta. I am. Yes, I'm back in not the room that I grew up in, but the room that has become my room when I go home. My parents moved since I graduated high school, but this has been my room back in Atlanta for many years. I think my mom said that they moved like 13 years ago, 14 at this point, which is crazy because that just makes me think about when I went to college, XYZ, but it's lovely to be here. <laughs> that is nice. Yes. And Matt Palmer, what did you do this week? How are your travels? How How is everything? The travels were good. We actually had a very good tailwind. And so we flew Delta because usually we fly Southwest, but there were no direct flights. And so I don't do layovers. And thus, uh, we got on the Delta flight, flew back home here. And I took a picture of what was available to me uh, to watch on my way home, which included Mariah Carey Live at the Tokyo Dome, 1996, Daydream Tour. And I just felt like that was a good omen. I'm not sure of what, but it just was a good omen. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I saw that picture and your options on the screen were Mariah at Tokyo Dome and Triangle yes. of Sadness. One of those yes. things that you have seen probably about 5,000 <laughs> times and another yes. one you have not seen at all and I recommended for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you chose uh, Triangle of Sadness, right? You wanted to support well. cinema? I uh, was in. I, the thing is, I didn't. In, in fairness, I didn't watch either. But oh. I was inspired by seeing the Tokyo Dome option that I did listen to the Tokyo Dome CD of the rarities while I fell asleep for the first hour, and then I woke up and watched the first hour of other people uh, until we landed. Which, by the way, uh, I land. Which is the first Chris Kelly movie before the other two, starring Jesse Plemons and Molly Shannon. It's brilliant. Um, but then uh, we landed in three and a half hours. We had a very strong tailwind. We got to Atlanta so quickly you got to Atlanta in three and a half hours 
I know. It was unbelievable. I've never gotten home from LA that quickly. I that's not a tailwind. That's a tornado. <laughs> hey, I, I'll take it if it gets me home sooner. Yeah. So it was lovely. The travel was great. And then today was actually our faux Christmas because I'm going to be in LA for Christmas this year with Jackson's family. Last year we were here with my family for real Christmas. So my mom just moved Christmas a week earlier. And so we celebrated. We passed out gifts. We had the big Christmas slash Thanksgiving meal. And so I'm pretty full and a little tipsy because that's what one does on Christmas Day in our home. I am thrilled for you. Baby, that is what we Thank call you. an adult compromise. Hello? When <laughs> you, when you are something. with a partner, baby. <laughs> and I'm sure one day when you are with a partner, you will make this same compromise, even though you say you won't. <laughs> no, this is why I have to marry Jewish, okay? I have to, Speaking of happy Hanukkah, tonight's the first night happy, of Hanukkah. Um, happy Hanukkah my, to you as well. My future husband is out there celebrating uh, <laughs> because I, I have to marry a Jewish guy because I'm not arguing over where we're going for Christmas. I'm sorry. I mean, sometimes you compromise in relationships. I mean, I'm sure you recall that. And thus, I think this is something you'll be able to compromise on. Truly, I think you'll be able to do it and not even bat an eye. Maybe one day when I'm when I'm a grown up, when I grow up, yes. which will talk about. Uh, uh, when I grow up, I want to be famous. I want to be a star. Another when I grow up. Hello. Another classic. What can I say? Another classic. Yeah. But Matt Steele, how was your week? How my, was your weekend? You know what? My week was good. It's been a very, as I told you last week, you know, like beginning and middle of December are always like so stressful for me and of course a lot of other people because like yes. I'm trying to finish a million different things before I right. fly out for the holidays for two weeks and two days. And so I want to say I'm doing very well at successfully accomplishing all the tasks that I had set out to do. I got a haircut. Um, I, I saw, I've seen like a couple friends and everything. It's, it's weird, like, the pressure you feel to see friends before you leave Hello. for the holidays. Yeah. Yes. Like... Oh, no, I... I'm with you. Like I, well, I mean, I also got sick with COVID directly before like mm. this time. And so I felt the need to like try to see everyone, but it is a crazy feeling. Cause it's like, I'm literally going to be gone for seven days. Like that's yeah. not that long. I don't see friends for that length of time. A lot of the time. And, but still I felt a lot of pressure. I know. Like, well, first of all, that hello you gave, like stopped my heart because I was like, Oh no, did like our zoom meeting cut out or whatever. I know. <laughs> I, that's what I, I thought you thought I meant. And I was like, no, I meant hello. Like, hello. <laughs> hello. Um, but yeah, so but the, the thing is, I think it's because like the transition into the new year, it feels like you're like, well, I have to say goodbye to my friends in 2022 right and because i won't see them again until next year which is only two weeks from now um but but still i i was you know i hung out with my friend megan um i i told you i got a haircut i i did it the the highest pressure thing that i set out to do i finally accomplished today and that is get my brother a christmas present (laughs) I mean, your brother is a tough cookie. He is not going to, if he dislikes the present, I think you'll hear about it for a long time. So I understand the pressure. No, he won't. He won't be like, oh, like, this is awful. What are you thinking? How dare you? But it's kind of, he, he puts a lot of, uh, uh, and he puts a lot of thought into like all the gifts he gives people. Okay. Like he's very okay. good at that kind of stuff. And like, I try to be decent at that stuff, but I'm nowhere near as good as he is. Like he's he right. loves shopping. He's a great shopper. I do not have that gene in my body. Um, and and so I got him a, a pretty good Christmas present this year, and I'm proud of myself that I got it. It hey. should be delivered before Christmas Eve, baby. Hello, good for you. Because uh, <laughs> there's nothing worse than when I'm like, ooh, Michael, like I couldn't think of something until last minute. So uh, I, so I like wrap up a picture of the present. <laughs> like it's Has coming. that happened before? Uh, maybe a couple times. <laughs> all right. We've all been there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we do our secret Santa here now, so I only had to get one gift. Because to me, it's like, in fairness, not to be, you know, a penny pincher, but I am flying across the country. And oh. like, that costs some money. Yeah. And thus, I'll be getting a gift, but only one. And then I'll be spending time. And isn't that the greatest gift, spending time with one another as a family? That's when you realize you're an adult. Is like when you're excited right. to, like, go home for the holidays. Not because, like, you're excited for the actual holiday, but you're, like, excited to see your family. <laughs> Hello. Like, we've, we've grown up yeah. in our time together. And it's true. It's a whole different ballgame these days. And it just makes you, it's just like, it's nice to be home during that time and to, to you know, it, it's, I don't know, like you see your family less and less like as you get older and you, yes. you take it for granted when you're a kid because you're so right. used to doing family stuff. But then when everyone gets older and has their own lives and everything, it's harder to see people, especially now I live across the country from New Jersey. So, 
Um, so it's nice to see my family. So I'm ex- yes. excited about that. Absolutely. And wait, when do you fly out? Again? I, f- I fly out Monday night. Oh, wow. So soon, so soon. I know. It's going to be thrilling. That's going to be lovely. Um, should we jump into the news for idiots? I feel like we don't have a lot this week. End of year, you know how it is. It's just like, you're going to get what you get and not get upset. Yeah. Um, did you watch the Barbie teaser? And did you have any feelings? Uh, the Barbie teaser's great. I love uh, this per- the nod to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, I think that's really smart and fun. It gets people talking. I think it's great. I mean, I agree. I think it looked good. I didn't realize that it was a nod until Jackson saw it. He's like, have you seen 2001's A Space Odyssey? I'm like, no. And he's like, this is that. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but I love that that, and it was before Avatar. Was that when this was being shown? Is that what we heard? Yeah, I think it's only like being shown before Avatar. Okay, all right. So, and uh, I saw Margot Robbie in the trailer. I saw a very quick shot of Issa, a shot of Simu Liu, um, Ryan Gosling, Chudi Gatwa. I just am like, I am still lost as to what's happening exactly, but I guess that's the point of a teaser. Is they're not trying to give away the farm, but I'm excited. I'm like, what does this all mean? I I'm, I like that we're in a Barbie world and not like Barbies in the real world. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, why would Barbie in the real world get out? She like like how dare we like taint her perfectness with the awfulness of this real world? No, like we it's need true. to visit the Barbie world. I love how like they are it's building true. this up to like really be the most exciting movie of 2023. I mean, I feel like we've heard so many times from different actors, like, this is the best script I've ever read. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, I can't wait to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I love Greta Gerwig as a director. I love Lady Bird. I love I loved that little woman. I like she's mm. really great. So all right. I am I'm ready for it. All right. We love Greta. Um, speaking of films, apparently Avatar came out. And it has dominated the weekend with 134 million domestic and 435 million globally. Apparently, it was projected to make a bit more than that. So I'm like, is this officially an underperformance? Which feels crazy to say for a movie that made that much money over opening weekend. But how much does he have to make to make all this money back? Like two billion? I think two billion. Okay. Do you think we're going to get there from week one? I think everyone involved will be fine. (laughs) You're not worried about James Cameron? I'm not worried about James. It's not. Guys, it it will be fine. It literally made a quarter (laughs) of what it needs to make. And the thing with Avatar, you know, that they're saying is like, even like Titanic did this and the first Avatar did it. It really, really dominated the box office for weeks and weeks after. It's not like a movie that people mm. only see um, the, the first weekend and then forget about, you know? So, right. so I, I got, I think everyone involved will be fine. I think the, the people who invested their money will still be rich at the end of the day. <laughs> so, okay, well, just yeah. let me know when I can start calling it a flop because I can't <laughs> wait to call a movie that's made. Oh, are you a billion dollars a flop? Are, I'm excited. Are you? I, I know that like that's the most ridiculous thing. Are you a Marvel head now? You're like praying for Avatar to flop because the Marvel I'm not- the Marvel people on social media are like dying for it to flop. Wait, why? Be- just because they think it's bad? I be I don't know because because the um it's the 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 cinema people that are like really mm. hoping that it succeeds and the Marvel people are angry at the cinema people because like the Scorsese of it all or whatever. Um, so they're always just butting heads and everything. And the Mar- I didn't know fi- film Twitter had become this divided where it's just like Marvel versus like other movies. It's like the separator. Oh my God. It's, it's cutthroat and bloody and disgusting and you should be blessed that you are nowhere near it because <laughs> I don't want your holidays to be ruined with such negativity. And that- do not worry, they will not be ruined. Um, yeah, they won't. I'm gonna watch so many more holiday films. Do many. I think it's gonna it's gonna be Christmas for me this entire week. Like a full seven days of Christmas is happening for me. So Avatar will not be a problem. I, whether it does well, does poorly, Marvel X Y Z don't care. Doesn't affect me. <laughs> you're literally having like three weekends of holidays. Like you're having this week, next week, which literally is Christmas. Um, yes. Which which is on a Sunday. So like if y'all are expecting a podcast next week, it's not happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then New Year's, which I don't know what you're doing right. for New Year's, but 
Uh, right. Uh, but I mean, in fairness, I think we could podcast New Year's Day evening because like I do work that second. And also New Year's Day isn't really a thing. It's New yeah. Year's Eve. Right. Yeah, so exactly. You'll get we're just taking one week off, guys. That's not that bad. <laughs> guys, we deserve a break. OK, we do. We really do. Um, OK. Did you see that HBO Max is canceling things left and right and removing shows from the streamer? HBO Max has canceled Minx, which was renewed for a second season back in May and will be removing season one from the platform. Um, um, apparently, Love Life has also been canceled, and they are removing um, Westworld and the Nevers from the tr- uh, from the platform. Westworld was a big thing for a second there. It's wild they're deciding to completely remove it from the platform. And Love Life was great. Both seasons of Love Life are excellent. So if you have not watched them, please get to the streamer soon. And especially second season is really good. But both are good. And uh, before they randomly take it off, I just feel bad for every show that's on HBO Max because you never know if your show is going to be there in the morning. Like it's wild. Yeah. And the scary thing is like, oh, they're they're like being removed from the platform. Where are they going? Right. Like into the ether, like they're all just figments of our imagination at this point. And so as much as people were so excited to stream everything, myself included, I love a stream moment. The lack of physical media is becoming like a problem. And this is case in point. Like ever since this Discovery Plus HBO Max merger, it's been a fucking slaughterhouse over there. And I hate it. Yeah. And it's kind of just like it won't even be available to like buy on iTunes or something like I don't I don't maybe. But like it signs are pointing to no. Which is just crazy. That's horrifying. Like to to be someone who worked so hard on something and then suddenly it's just not available. Like that's that's crazy to me. And I think Minx uh, season two was in the middle of filming when it got canceled and yanked from the platform. So all these people who like thought they had jobs for another like three months or whatever are just completely without a job with no notice. I don't know. It just is a really scary situation over there. Well, and also, what do people gain from just completely yanking it from the platform? Like, why not just keep it it up there? Like... It's like they're somehow saving money or don't have to pay out royalties to these people. I don't know what it just all seems like monetarily based and whoever's running things over there needs to get a fucking grip because it's not like the bottom line for you. You're going to be a much like Avatar. You're going to be a success either way. How about let these like pieces of art live in the world? Like, is that so bad? And that includes 12 Dates of Christmas, which was art. Okay. Guys, justice for 12 dates of Christmas, okay? We need to save justice it. Justice for 12 dates. We, I mean, it's gone now. It's been gone for months, but I, I would like to bring it back. Let's resurrect it. Baby, somebody has that file. Who do we need to sleep with to get that file? I don't know. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. We All want right. 12 dates. All right. Um, speaking of dating, Dua Lipa and Jack Harlow are rumored to be dating. And I feel like I was just on here saying that Dua Lipa and Trevor Noah were rumored to be dating, but apparently this is supposedly more true than that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is more true than the, it, it's like, is she, what can be more or less true about someone dating or not dating? something? <laughs> like, I don't know. But again, we don't have a lot of news this week. I got to keep you updated on Dua Lipa's like whereabouts and who she may or may not be dating. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. I like, he seems like a nice young man. She seems like a nice woman. And uh, how, how old is she now? Um, I believe she, I don't know actually how old anybody is. I assume they're both in their 20s. Oh, That's yeah. I, well, I think Jack Harlow's like 22, and I'm going to guess Dua Lipa's mm. 25. Great. And I feel like a lot of people have big crushes on Jack Harlow. Dua Lipa's objectively gorgeous. So maybe this is a match made in heaven. Guys, lo- love is wonderful. We want love to flourish, whoever it's we between. Really- I don't think Jack Harlow's that attractive personally, but a lot of people disagree with me. So maybe that's you know a lid for every pot situation. Oh, I think he's cute. I, I, he has and he has a swag that um, that you know works. I think is great. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, an, an update for the housewives heads out there. Jin Shaw of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has asked the judge for a reduced sentence. Apparently, she obviously pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud as a part of her plea deal. She had to forfeit six point five million dollars or million dollars in assets, which were seized when the government executed a search warrant at her home, March twenty twenty one. Apparently, she is going to say like her. Uh, the range of her sentence is 11 to 14 years, but she's trying to appeal and say um, that she is not the figurehead. She is not the head of this operation. She submitted a four-page letter to the judge entitled How I Got Involved in the Situation and Asked for a Three-Year Sentence. Um, she is requested to serve her sentence in Bryan, Texas, and has submitted 30 letters of support from her family and friends, but none of them were from her Real Housewives of Salt Lake City castmates. Um and also, one other thing, since we're talking about Salt Lake City, she 
initially, I think in September when she first pled guilty, was uh, uninvited behind the scenes from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion because they're like, you are a criminal and you pled guilty to this and we like are ending our engagement with you. She then was reinvited and after being invited, was she basically was like, well, since all of this is happening and there's still so much legal things in the air and my sentencing hasn't been completed. I can't answer any questions about this legal case. And they're like, well, that's not good enough. If you're going to come to the reunion, you have to answer these questions. And if not, don't come. And she's like, fine, I'm not coming. Oh my God. Like, that's exhausting. <laughs> like, come on. I know. We, you're literally know. a criminal and we invited you to get the goods. All right. And you're not going to give us the goods. Then get out of here. It's just like, well, then what am I even watching? Like, I'm watching (laughs) episode after episode of her being like, I didn't do it. I'm not guilty. I can't believe these women think I'm guilty. I'm going through such awful things. And it's like, we all know that you pled guilty. And the only thing that would have made this worthwhile is if she was at that reunion and facing, you know, Andy's questions. And alas, she won't be there. There's going to be... The thing is, the cast is small. There's only five housewives, so they're going to be four on that couch. And I'm like, this is going to be a freaking mess. Two of them aren't doing anything. It just is like, what What are we watching? Salt Lake City, for as good as it was last season, I must say, it's kind of a flop this season. It's just not delivering the way it should be. You know? Well, I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, you, you, know, <laughs> you, you don't sound sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> as the actor on the phone. I'm, I'm th- sorry. Not a great performance. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through. Um, I really am. But like, I feel like it'll just be like a reunion of just people talking about Jen Shaw. Right. And that's right. like and I f- not that fun. It's not fun, and people have done it before where, like, you don't show up to the reunion, and then you're just clearly fired. Like, when Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up to the reunion that year, Beverly Hills had that Lucy Lucy apple juice storyline for, like, 900 episodes. It's just not fun for the audience, and I'm, I feel like next season needs to be good, or we should just throw the whole show away. Honestly, it's just not... I want them to, they need to probably bring Mary back, who was, yes, the religious figure who may or may not have been running a cult, but she was great TV, all right? And we need to build out from there. They're trying to bring on new housewives that aren't really working. I'm just, I just feel like the show's in trouble. A show this young shouldn't be in this much trouble. Like when uh, Potomac was on at season three, season four, that was when they were like hitting their stride and being great. And here it's like, why are we already on the downslope. I don't know. I'm just upset. Listen, this one leg of the franchise may be in trouble, but you want to know what's not in trouble as we've established Mm. in previous News for Idiots stories that we talked about two seconds ago. Andy Cohen's pocketbook. It is not in trouble. (laughs) It's true. There's so many people that we don't need to worry about at the end of 2022. And Andy Cohen's on that list. Andy Cohen, James Cameron, a lot Mm. of people. they, They will be fine. And every, every, it's all true. you know, it's just a tiny little fraction of the Beverly, uh, or sorry, it's just a tiny little fraction of the Real Housewives empire. And so, you know, it's true. we can let something fall to the wayside. You know, you said DC was an excellent season, but then they had to cancel it because of the whole scandal <sighs> of the, the couple crashing the Obama party and everything. So some, that, sometimes yes. even you have to let something go in order for the bigger picture to flourish. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, did you see that Cecily Strong has announced her departure from SNL? I felt like she also announced it like while they were rehearsing this last episode, and I had heard nothing about it up until that point. For real. Like, I had no idea she was retiring until I saw on Twitter last night. <laughs> Cecily Strong tears up during her last show and everything, and I'm just like, right. oh, she's leaving? <laughs> I'd also like to point out, I don't think she's retiring, but she is leaving that yeah. show specifically. Um, Again, she's yeah, going to be no, fine. <laughs> <laughs> she will also be fine, but I am sad. I thought she, I always thought she was very funny, even though, of course, I'm not watching SNL. No shade, but I'm not. But I liked knowing she were there. Like, if I felt like I wanted to turn it on, she would have been a comforting presence for me, and I'm going to miss her. Yeah, it's always, you know, you know even though I, I don't watch SNL, you know, every week and everything, it's, it's when someone who's been there for so long, like, suddenly right. leaves, it feels like the passing of an era. Like, it's like, you, you remember, like, 10 years ago, it was, like, the Kristen Wiig era. Yes, And, like, yes. a little bit before that, it was, like, you know, the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler era. And, and That's my era. Yeah, and so, like, it feels like another passing of an era. And it just reminds you, you're just getting older, baby. I mean, we all are, but you know what? At least we're all going home for Christmas as we age. As you know? we age. Oh, girl, I, when I posted, when I was recording that video on our social medias to tell the people, hey, we're not live streaming this week, I was looking yeah. at my neck 
And I'm just like, yeah. damn, I moisturize my neck too. Why does it look like an old person neck? <laughs> oh no. Do you have a Giselle Bryant neck? She's on Potomac. Oh no. <laughs> That's quite the neck. Oh no. Do, do the girls know? always come for her neck. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, 2023 <laughs> is the year Matt Steele gets a neck lift. Uh, hey, it's going to look great. It's going to look it's great. Gonna, I didn't... If it helps you, I didn't notice. I retweeted the video and I did not notice your neck either way. I think thank your you. neck looks great. Thank you. Very I feel, young. Very I feel, youthful. I, oh, thank you. I feel like you never see my neck because you always like in your mind have your hand uh, clasped around it. I promise you that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> you, everyone knows you, you secretly want to kill me whenever you see me. I No, no. I wish I want you to be happy and to live and to flourish. You He's know? acting, guys. Um, He's acting. I'm a great actor. Okay, let's see. Twitter will now no longer allow you to like promote other forms of social media. Like you can't tweet your username to other social media sites, but I don't completely understand. They said today, we recognize that many of our users are active on other social media platforms. However, we will no longer allow free promotion of certain certain uh, social media platforms on Twitter. Specifically, we will remove accounts created solely for the purpose of promoting other social platforms and content that contains links or usernames to the following platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Truth Social, Tribal, Noster, and Post. And it's like, Elon, let's stop. Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, if I say this is my Instagram link, I should be banned or blocked or canceled. Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, I, like, he's just bored, and it's, I, I don't get it either. Like, what's the point? Especially because, like, I feel like people promote their Twitters on other social media platforms. Right. So, and right. that gets people so, to Twitter. Also, what is Post? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I have never heard of Post. And also, Truth Social feels like we're just talking to Trump. I don't know. It just all is a bit of a mess. And... Everything over there is a mess, and I, I think it should just die a quicker death, because I'm kind of sick of hearing about the slow death every week. You well, know what I mean? Like, the, I'm just done. The, all of this Elon Musk, like, is doing this and this and this to Twitter, it has kind of had me realizing that, like, oh, wow, I really do not use Twitter in all its, com- right. cap- like, capacity. Because people are, sure. people are like, oh, my God, all these features are gone. All these features are gone. And I'm just like... I, I didn't know this feature existed. Like I know, like, I know. I just go on Twitter and I look at stuff and I like it and maybe retweet it. Um, so maybe, um, so my Twitter experience really has not changed that much. Uh, Same. But um, yeah, I, all I do is like hear about it, the changes. But I, I, right. I haven't yet felt the changes. I'm sure I will right. one day. I know. But. One day we will feel them, but today's not that day. Yeah. Uh, and in the last piece of news, very sad news that happened over the past week, Stephen Twitch, boss, DJ, and executive producer of the Ellen DeGeneres show, has died at the age of 40 by suicide. Um, boss began DJing on Ellen in 2014 and remained on the daytime talk series until it ended in 2022. He was a runner-up on So You Think You Can Dance. And like, if you see... His team, or not his TMZ, his, uh, you see his TikTok and things. He's always dancing up a storm and like has this beautiful family and wife and kids. And so this news just was very upsetting to me. I feel like you saw a lot of people posting about how you never know how people are doing. You can't judge people about like, oh, they seem happy. They have all this energy. They're so successful. Like depression is so very real. And it's a sickness that, uh, you know, even if there's no one in your life that you feel like you can talk to, you should try, you should reach out, do everything you can. People want you to be here. It just is very sad, sad news. And uh, I'm thinking of his family and friends and his children. Yeah, it's devastating. My boyfriend in college was obsessed with Twitch, like obsessed with him. Like he would tell Mm. me, he's like, I think he is one of the top five most talented human beings on the planet. Like we, we always, we had to watch. So you think you can dance every single week. And this was after Twitch uh, was on the show that we would watch it. But he was like, we have to watch it. So like, whenever Twitch makes an appearance <laughs> or like whenever they flash back <laughs> to him, we can see it Aww. and everything because, because this is before you, you could find easily find any Twitch video you wanted on YouTube and stuff. YouTube was right. still, you know, it didn't have everything you wanted on there. So, so yeah, I, I, I was really, really so sad to hear about this news. He was insanely talented and yes. had a, such a wonderful family and, and just seemed like such a wonderful person so it's true so it was it was really devastating to hear this <sighs> completely agreed um do you have any other any other news for idiots or should we take a quick break i mean the golden globe nominations came out oh right yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't necessarily have to talk about them if you don't want uh, to. Is there any highlights that you want to discuss about uh, the goal? Like, what are you excited about? about Everything, movies? because I love movies. 
Okay. Thank you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Any nominations seem surprising. That's the thing is like, I felt like the nominations really came and went. I didn't hear much about them. I don't know. They're, they're not on this list for a reason of like, I literally couldn't, didn't find an article about them, but <laughs> is, was there any, were there any surprises? Anyone you're rooting for anything? Um, well, I have the, I have the list in front of you, but you know, everything seems nothing like insanely surprising. Probably the biggest shocker to me at least was um, Danielle Deadweiler not getting in for lead actress in a motion picture drama for Till. Um, mm. That was a huge surprise, especially because like she's, kind of guaranteed an Oscar nomination, I think. Like, I, I think she's absolutely getting into the Oscar race. But, I, mm. I mean, you know, the Golden Globes are a very small voting body. Maybe they didn't have time to watch everything. But, um, yeah, I, maybe, maybe I, not. I wouldn't say uh, there were, like, insane surprises there. So, eh. We can, eh yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Congrats to all the nominees. Congrats to all the nominees, guys. <laughs> All right, guys, we are on to the last email my heart of 2022. Oh, can you believe it? How much we have learned from each other. So much. Okay, so this is email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Or if you are consuming this podcast on YouTube, you can comment below, specify, hey, this is for email my heart, and uh, we might answer it. So just might. Uh, first of all, we want our hearts go out to uh, Charlie, who gave us a, a lovely email my heart. Uh, Charlie recently lost someone in their lives um, and didn't have a question, but just wanted to relay the message that tomorrow is never guaranteed. And so we just want to send our hearts out to Charlie and Absolutely. and uh, Charlie's friends, family and every everyone in their lives. So we love you, Charlie. We love you so much. So, so much. And thinking good thoughts, sending good thoughts your way. Yeah. Um, and so next question comes from Gina. Gina says, email my heart. Hi there, Two Gay Mats. I'm Gina, and I have to say I'm a new fan from the Philippines, and I've been listening to your podcast while washing dishes at home. Yes. I first stumbled upon you guys when I was looking for a Love Sucks album reaction, and, a, and your video was the first to pop up on YouTube. All right, first to pop up. Um, I'll take it. I've been hooked on your album reactions ever since. Your track-by-track track reactions just give me life. I discovered Rina Sawayama through you guys, and I'm forever thankful for that. That makes us feel great. <laughs> Honestly, if we're just here to promote Rina Sawayama, I would be fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> Truly. exactly. Uh, as for my question, I have a roommate for four years already, and she she is my go-to person in all aspects. We watch movies or TV shows before going to sleep every single night, and I think we have watched over 300 movies since the pandemic started. I'm also happy that we are politically aligned because I deeply care about the politics in my country. However, I can feel that she has some resentment toward me because A, I tend to be moody, and I even don't know how I get worked up at times. The pettiest thing could drive me in a corner and give her the silent and give her the silent treatment, sometimes for days. I really feel feel so guilty about this, but it's hard for me to control my emotions. I'm really trying, though. B, I'm a night person, and she's a morning person. I'm a heavy sleeper, and she's not. Therefore, she tends to do more work around the house than I do. I know that the distribution of housework is important when you have a roommate. One time, I washed dishes at 5 a.m., and she was so angry because she couldn't sleep due to the sounds I made. Fair point. Of course, I want to help out and do my share, but it does mean I have to change my, but doesn't mean I have to change my lifestyle and be a morning person sorry for the long email it's just something i've had my on my mind lately anyway love you guys so much i always wish you all blessings you deserve and more love gina uh well gee i think like the good thing already gina is that like you are aware of a Absolutely. lot of these things like you're aware like okay i'm a little moody and sometimes i pettily give people the silent treatment Maybe I shouldn't do that. Like you, you're, you seem self-aware. So like that's right. the first step. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I feel like as time goes on and you become more aware of like things that you do, I, I think you, you will naturally mature with age and you'll, you'll learn to stop giving people the silent treatment and to like talk through your problems and stuff like that. Um, in terms of the, how do you arrange doing like putting your, you know, the emotional labor and stuff into the apartment when you have like such different schedules. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's something you can work out where you do all of the things in the apartment 
if 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 you want to do stuff late at night, you do all the things that don't require as much physical activity like the mm. like the oh i'm in charge of like getting the uh, utility bills arranged and right. and um i i don't know I, what what other things <laughs> can you do that don't require much sound <laughs> i know i feel like there's definitely there's definitely a way to split up the housework in a fair way and even if you're a night person you're that means you're going to be up earlier on in the night too so even if she is going to bed at like nine you could try to arrange like okay this is my hour for housework i know that she goes to bed by nine let me do it from eight to nine so that when she's asleep i can just throw on my headphones and like tiptoe around the apartment which is kind of what i do when i wake up in the morning before jackson's wake woken up because he is also a very light sleeper. Um, I also would, you know, possibly encourage your roommate to invest in some earplugs and, you know, an eye mask and things just because no matter the way you slice it, you're living in an apartment. Mm -hmm. It's like a living style that's not going to be, I can create an oasis for myself. There's going to be some sounds. And so if they're a very light sleeper, whether it's you or a neighbor, waking up is a likelihood if you're a light sleeper so i think everyone can do their part there um i but yeah i think as far as the emotional stuff you it would be good to beyond acknowledge try to change the behavior if you can't talk to someone i feel like there's got to be some therapists or people you can reach out to to be like how what are tools i can have to manage my emotions better uh and also a little separately i think it's important two things i think me and matt Steele had very different schedules when we lived together and it, we never got on each other's toes because we w- were always out and about and doing things i think you know i obviously we're in covid times now but if you could leave the house or like have things outside of the home that brought you joy as much as like sitting at home with her and watching things on the couch do i think that would be a good thing like it's good to have schedules and then you meet back up at home and it's like oh how was your day this is what i did outside and like this is what they did and like having breaks from each other is good just having a social life outside of your roommate i think is a plus obviously be friends with your roommate stay close if you'd like but it's important to have a world outside the walls yes yeah i i definitely and that way you have something to talk about like when yes you both like do see each other and like i don't know if you guys are roommates in the sense that like you actually sleep in the same room together or right. i don't know what the the layout of the apartment is uh but yeah i i definitely agree with um that i yeah i don't know i i think i think you're aware of this stuff i think you guys will work it out again. Like it comes with the territory of living in an apartment and it comes with the territory right. of having a roommate. It's, it's the same compromise that Matt Palmer and Jackson have to make about Christmas. <laughs> the adult, the it's adult true. compromises, darling. That's uh, true. So um, every, yeah, everyone kind of has to, to do that. And, and it's, I don't know. I think, I think compromising is good for people. Like being forced to compromise Absolutely. is good for people. It's yeah. like the basis of any relationship, friendship or romantic. Like that's your your meeting in the middle. That's the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the next question t- comes to us from Durga. Durga says, seeking answers from my self-appointed lifestyle gurus. Durga, this is a lot of pressure on us. So <laughs> I know, but we'll take it on. We'll I ta- feel no, I have no pressure feelings. I know I'll be up to the challenge. Okay, well, if, if, something, okay. if something gets messed up, girl, don't blame me. Blame Matt Palmer. Um, <laughs> Fine. Uh, he's, uh, hey, Matt, wanted to start by saying, I'm so happy about your Liquid IV sponsorship. OMG, I'm going to be honest and say that 99.9% of the time I skip the ads on my podcast episodes, but the other day my phone was too far away, so I let your ad play while preparing myself for suffering, and suffer I did not, because somehow you guys can make an ad super entertaining. Thank you. That's very uh, sweet. Everyone get Liquid IV. Liquid <laughs> Use IV. the code 2 mats For 20% off. Um, yes. I was listening like Matt Palmer was using, I was listening like Matt Palmer was using it in Vegas. How riveting. That sounded sarcastic, <laughs> but I promise it wasn't. Uh, these are different kinds of questions no pop culture questions today unfortunately but here goes one don't gatekeep drop the skincare routine what products if any do y'all use because your skin looks truly luminous oh and i was just talking about how i hate how my neck looks um (laughs) two again for both of you when reflecting back on your 23 years of living winky face thank you durga Mm -hmm. uh what are some of your best micro habits slash rituals you recommend and best pieces of wisdom you've learned over the years especially for a 17 year old who's terrified of and truly cannot imagine getting older and having to start the next phase of life after traditional childhood. I'm kind of upset I'm sending this email on a Monday night and thus have to wait an eternity to hear your response, but say la vie, I guess. Biggest hugs, Durga. 
don't worry, Durga. The t- our secrets are coming to you now. It's true. It's time for the secrets. And I will tell you something. I use Neutrogena Oil-Free Moisture uh, Daily Hydration every single day. And for me, that's it. Oh, wow. Um. (laughs) I just, and it has an SPF element. I think I might want to get a different version that has more SPF. But like having that sunscreen is also good. The moisturizing is also good. You know, obviously wash the face. But, you know, I, I feel like when I try new products, I usually break out. Like when I try something beyond like very simple or cleansing or moisturizing, it just like is too much for my little skin to handle. And so things stay mostly in place when I just have a nice moisturizer that agrees with me. That's beautiful. I, Thank you. I use uh, a daily moisturizer with SPF. Use your SPF, girl. Um, yes. Because Dur- Durga, I think, I believe, if it memory serves, I believe Durga's in Ireland. Did I make that up, Durga? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, if, if you're in Ireland, you know that sometimes... Uh, it, the winds are harsh and it can dry the skin out because you know you're by mm. by the beach and and you know the winds are going. So I use the uh, Rock Daily Moisturizer with an SPF. I use that every yes. day, and then like every other night, I will um, uh, use like more like every like four nights. I use like a face mask that I like put on my face for like 15 minutes. Um, another thing that I do is I. Always make sure I'm hydrated. If you would like to hydrate yourself, check out Liquid IV and use the promo code 2GAYMATS for 20% we're going, off. We're going to make sure every section of the podcast is just a Liquid IV ad from here on out. So thank you, Durga. But yeah, no, I, I also... Um, uh, I'm. I feel like I'm a naturally hydrated person. My chiropractor told me I am one of the most hydrated clients she has, and she's like, "Do you drink water a lot?" And I'm like, "Not at all." But I thought about it, and I realized, oh, like so much of my diet consists of like fruits and vegetables. Like I eat a lot of fruit, um, mm. and I eat. Matt Palmer can attest. I eat a lot of soup. Like I am a soup fiend, and so yes. um, that. I guess just naturally hydrate you. Um, And another thing that also will spill over into the second question of like advice for your life, I guess, um, which also helps you maintain good skin. And y'all are not going to like this answer. But guys, here we go. Don't fucking drink. Oh my God. Sweetie, my skin looks amazing. My skin looks amazing and I drink. Not all of us, not all of us have (laughs) melanin in our skin, okay? Some people are pale as hell and we gotta do whatever the hell we can. Okay. And good luck to all of you. (laughs) Hey, listen, why are you booing? I'm right. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not booing. I'm just saying if you drink, I drink a good amount of water as well. I love a sparkling water. I feel like that will do the trick. And you know what? Maybe if you get to the point you have to cut it out, maybe you want to because you've decided for many reasons or whatever. There's a way. There are people who drink a lot who have lovely skin. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. But I mean, yes, I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life, baby. And two days ago, a woman who comes into my restaurant every single day told she was like well you're you know what 23 24 and i was like oh yeah close um <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's because i've never had a sip of alcohol in my life baby. okay but, this is ba- literally based on nothing but we can move on i mean i'm, I'm just literally saying it's it, it works for me and yes but you could also say oh i have red hair and that's the way you have good skin it works for me <laughs> I, I, i'm just uh, I, I think you know if if you, if you don't want to drink it's not bad advice. Um, <laughs> yes, if you don't want to drink, don't drink. I agree with that advice. Yes. And, and people are always like, "How do you save like money?" And I'm like, "Girl, it's because I don't drink." You psycho. Now you that is true. You are all that's psycho. True. You are literally ingesting this like crap that's literally poison, and and like spending oh trillions, not trillions, but like so much money to do it. I, you're all but crazy. You, but if you, if you drink at home, it's a lot less money. Don't go to a bar and drink all the time. This is what I'm saying. Like there are ways around this problem. Like just go to Above Mo. They have two for one deals. It's great. Listen, my my vice is cursing and boba. All right. And it's, <laughs> that's what makes your skin look good. <laughs> it's what makes my life fulfilled. Because she also asked all about right. about like uh, habit. What are your best micro habits and rituals you recommend for someone who's growing into adulthood? 
Oh, for me, I would. I have a few thoughts on this. A, adulthood is better in some ways, one of which you don't have homework anymore. When you're done with work, you're done with work and you get to have a whole life and you come back to work and you pick up where you left off. So my advice to you is when you get any sort of job, leave the job at the job and close the laptop if you're working from home, leave wherever you are, if you're in an office or if you're at you know a store, wherever you are, leave that work at work. And I feel like there are many people out there who have their day job and it brings them fulfillment and like purpose and that's lovely and wonderful but some of us are not that lucky and thus I think carving out something for yourself that fills you up even if it doesn't fill up your bank account at this very moment is very important like I feel like sometimes I tell people about my music and my podcast and things and I've seen like young when <laughs> you're not just this but I feel like people mothers especially are very much like my whole life is my job and or and my kid and there's no time for anything else and the idea of having something just for you that brings you up and like gives you life is a beautiful thing and you know what personally for me and this isn't for everyone Matt Steele you might not like this having a job that you don't care about that pays you real money is lovely (laughs) and then you can have your own personal life to live however you want to put your art in the world because the stress that I felt when I was like oh I have to like make these songs to like sell the people to make this money and now it's like I can do my job. I can turn my job off at six and then live my life fully, create my art, put this podcast in the world. And I I personally, for me, not for everyone, but that work-life balance is achievable if you want it. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. And uh, another, I guess, sage piece of advice that I really learned um, in like the couple years after I graduated college is like... When you're younger and, you know, you're in, you know, especially when you're a child, but like even when you're mm. a teenager, even when you're like recently out of high school or like when you're in college and everything, you look at adults as like, oh, they know what they are doing. They, they, they got it together and everything. And to all the kids out there, I just want to let you know the biggest lesson I learned after I graduated college is adults, they don't know what they're doing. They're just better at pretending like they do. Hello. Everyone is just running around trying to figure it out. And so I it's think true. just going into that, knowing that everyone is a little lost and confused and and, right. and trying to figure out figure it out just as much as you are, going into it with that knowledge, I think is a healthy way to prepare yourself for the Agreed. world and for adulthood. Because I think it makes you yes. more empathetic and it also puts less pressure on yourself. So I think yes. go into the world knowing that. Right. Yeah. And also, this is uh, not to focus all on money, but <laughs> if you get a job that offers a 401k plan and they match, just do it, even if it's just a little bit, as soon as you can. Like, if you're young, just do it, put some money away in that 401k. You're going to retire someday and that money will be great. Also, if you can put some money aside every paycheck to save, every, I remember hearing this in my 20s and be like, okay, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> I feel like it has been a very good change for me in the recent years, and I would recommend doing it at your youngest if you have the opportunity. Yeah. That's all I'll say. No more money talk. Oh God, I we, feel like Susie Orman. We 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 feel we sound like like grandpas and grandmas just yelling at the kids like you kids better set up a retirement fund hey, now. But those old people are right. We old people are right. Yes, old, like <laughs> it's true. Yes, like listen, old people know. Even though sometimes they don't know what they're talking about, sometimes they do. Yes. I, oh it's my god, true. I had I. <laughs> the uh, younger people in you know like their early 20s who I work with mm. and everything I'm always yelling at them I'm like trying to give them advice and everything and this uh, one boy I yelled at today because he's going uh, he's back for he's a freshman in college and he's back for mm. um, you know winter break and everything and I won't see him because he goes back to his college um, b- before I get back from the holidays and I like okay. and I put my finger in his face and I was like listen if you have sex with a girl, wear a condom. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's going to college in like a red state. And I'm like, I don't know what their abortion laws are like. And so if you get, I just, and I, just please wear a condom or just like settle for a blowjob, please. <laughs> and he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I I promise. And I'm like, you better promise. You better not lie to me. You kids keep me up at night. I hope you know. Oh my God. And he's like, okay. Grandpa. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I promise. <laughs> oh, I'm yelling at them all the time. Um, but it's because I love them and I care. Um, of course. Yeah. So um, <laughs> next question is a wonderfully fitting question for our final email, my heart of 2022. Uh, all it right, is, let's hear it. It is from John. Uh, John says, hello and music in 2023. 
oh my God, hi, Matt. I've been tuning into you guys for years, and honestly, I can't believe I haven't written yet. I don't know about you all, but it was January, and then I blinked, and now it's December. <laughs> yeah, girl, I feel that. It's true. Um, I feel it's like true. this year was very good for music and albums in particular. Beyonce, Rosalia, SZA, Tovlo, Taylor, Rena, I could go on and on. And even though we have so much to feast on from this year, I'm always already excited for the next thing. I was wondering what in music you guys are most excited for in 2023. Is it an album, a comeback, a tour? For me, I can't wait for Ray's debut album, My 21st Century Blues, to come out in February. I don't know... If you don't know Ray, she's been a hugely successful songwriter for years and is a freshly independent artist. Her label wouldn't let her release an album after seven years. They're on a four-album oh contract. God. Oh, my God. Uh, now That's she's awful. finally putting out the music they didn't like, and it's the best of her career, I think. I love that. Uh, she's got four songs out from the album already. I recommend them all, but especially Escapism featuring 070 Shake. The production is insane, and her writing and, fl and flows are top-notch. I think you both would really like her. Thank you guys for your great videos, great podcast, and comforting consistency. You two Aww. are awesome. Until next time, John. Oh, John, you're so sweet. Yeah, thank you for the recommendation, and th yes. thank you for providing us with this beautiful, beautiful question that just puts a bow on the email my hearts for 2022. Answer Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> I'm ready for this Kelly Clarkson divorce album. I've been listening to her divorce Christmas album so much recently, and it still holds up so brilliant. Did you see her perform uh, Merry Christmas to the one I used to know at the Kellyoke the other day, like last week, I think? Yeah. <laughs> Un real like how dare you sound this good and i saw one of the comments if it was true they were like kelly had to perform this six or seven times that day because she couldn't get through the song without crying and it's like this woman has feelings and i'm ready to hear them on record and like now is the time i'm also of course excited about beyonce's visuals i hear you laughing if you're <laughs> laughing about this <laughs> but i know they're coming okay and we're ready for them but beyonce's visuals and kelly's divorce album are top for me listen matt palmer there are still there's like a week and a half or actually no two weeks of the of 2022 the visuals could come out then i pray they don't because we are not together and i would like for us to be together physically together when the visuals happen right that would be ideal if we were together yeah um <laughs> so i echo the sentiments kelly's divorce album is like the album i'm most excited for in 2023 but as far as like things in general go Fantasia in the color purple. I am I mean, ready. I am so ready. I am I am begging for an image <laughs> like a a, a a image of the, of her on set. Like I'm I'm begging for that. I need that to fulfill me. It's like the the, the picture of Judy Gar of a of Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland came out like over a year before um the movie opened. So like why right. why can't I get a picture of Fantasia as Celie a year before the movie opens? Think you just gotta wait. I don't think it's coming right now. <sighs> I'll wait forever. I, uh, I I'm I'm so excited. I'm praying. I'm praying. It's great. I'm so excited. All right. Yeah. Well, Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Guys, yesterday I saw Matilda. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was on Netflix already, and I looked it up, and it wasn't. I was so pissed. No, it's on Netflix on Christmas, but it's in limited. I, it's in limited theaters now. I was furious, but sorry, go and on. And it's very limited theaters. Like when, when, <laughs> like it, it. I had to go like miles out of the way to find a theater that was playing freaking Matilda. But baby, I found mm. it, and that's what I did with my Saturday night last night. And let me tell you, I was the only person in that theater. Oh, Be God. Because because it was late Saturday night and like you know all right, all right. people aren't seeing sending their kids to you know <laughs> movies in late Saturday nights um, and I am so glad I was because I when I tell you when we got to the song when I grow up the way that I'm spoiler alert guys <laughs> the way the transition happened to when I grow up from in the show when I grow up is um is a, a song that opens act two and uh, it kind of just like kind of opens the show as like a palate cleanser and everything and kind of summarizes like the themes of the show and everything. And it's one of the most stunningly beautiful show tunes written in the last ever. And so, um, but within the movie, 
um, because there is no intermission. It happens right seamlessly from when okay. uh, the little boy Bruce is uh, forced to eat the big cake and um, and uh, has, gets like sent to Chokey and everything. The kids go through this traumatic experience that ends like Act One on in the stage show. But in the movie, it mm. transitions right from that moment into when I grow up. And just the meaning behind that, the, the the stakes that are added because that transition happens just makes the song so much more impactful. And because I was in the theater by my damn self, I was able to you just... You were bawling, I you? was shrieking tears. <laughs> like, I was like... <laughs> like, I was going nuts. Guys... It is cinema. It is fucking. It wow. is so excellent. And the fact that um, uh, Matthew Warkus, I believe, is how you pronounce his last name, Warkus Warchus. I I don't know how to pronounce it. The fact that they have the the director who directed the stage production direct the movie is just. I right. hope whoever made that decision, whatever producer said, no, let's get the stage director to direct a movie. I hope whoever made that fucking decision has the happiest of fucking holidays. <laughs> uh, like it be, and. It it is mind blowing. Every shot is stunning. It, it the way it moves, the pacing. It it moves so briskly, which is great, you know, for a movie for young people. But it never feels right. rushed. There are so many intricate details that you're able to see more in a a, a cinematic setting. And I, guys, it is one of the top three movies of the year. It is so excellent. Please, please. Wow. If it's playing at a theater near you somewhere, see it. <laughs> but if, if all you can do is see it on Netflix, guys, it is so worth it. I talk all the time about how much I love the stage show. We even did a, mm-hmm. a patron uh, only review on it. If you would like we to did. watch that, become a patron at patreon.com slash Um <laughs> And I love this score. The score is by Tim Minchin and the way he is able to write for these children characters, the way he is able to make them so intelligent, but yet still, still feel like children. It, it's, it's brilliant. I can't say enough good things about it. I, I loved wow. every single solitary second. Oh, I'm so glad it's good. I can't wait to see it. It's so good. I think Jackson's going to love it. Hey, Christmas Day can't come soon enough. And he loves the cash recording already. So, yeah. I mean, he's halfway there. Yeah. And I was, and I, the stage version is like a lot darker. Like, the stage version is like very okay. dark and like has like these like grotesque, like grotesque like characterizations of people. Like, it's mm. very cartoony. And then when I saw the trailer for the Netflix one, I was like, oh, this one seems a little, a little brighter and a little more family friendly. Cause I could imagine like Netflix was like, Hey, we need to make this PG. Um, right. And so I was a little worried that like it would lose something in that, um, brightening up of the style, but it, mm. it didn't at all. Like the twisted moments are still just like ever so twisted, but like it still feels family friendly. Like it's for all ages. And let me tell you that red beret girl is my bitch. Uh, I I have never wanted to be someone more for Halloween, like in my adult. Wow. I'm I am going to be her for Halloween. Well, I guess we'll see you next year, next October. We know what Matt Steele is going to be doing. Getting an arm cast and a red beret. Perfect. And and learning wow. how to do that dancing because gosh, she was well, dancing. Oh, Christmas Day cannot come soon enough. I I'm love excited. her. She's a queer icon. Like amazing. <laughs> the whole movie's fantastic. Wow. Well, I can't wait to meet her. Can't wait to meet her. <laughs> well, for me, I won't go on too long because I feel like I talked about this every week. I, but I just have to say, uh, spoiler alert as well. If you have not finished or followed, like follow, finished the White Lotus season two, stop the podcast. Fast forward through this part. I was right. Half right. Because no one was saying Jennifer Coolidge was going to fucking die. And I was like, that bitch is dying. <laughs> <laughs> that was just dying and the thing is she did better and the thing is Jackson was very much like I don't think she's gonna die because it's too obvious it seems like they're setting her up for this moment like where the gays are gonna kill her and like I feel like she's gonna get out of it and she kind of did like I'm sure Matt Steele I don't know how much of this you've seen or like gotten from the ether but she's on this boat and there are these gays she knows they're gonna kill her she's found the like weapons the murder weapon was just left outside of this bathroom <laughs> and she opened it up and saw the, the gun and the you know the wire and tape and things that they were going to use and she pulls that gun out kills a bunch of gays on this boat and at this very last moment tries to jump onto a little pontoon boat next to the yacht she's on and she says tanya you got this and then jumps off to the water hits her head on the side of the Ah! falls her (laughs) 
It's and the thing is, at the moment, I was so sad because I was really rooting for her. But you rewatch it; it's truly like a Looney Tunes death, <laughs> like the fact that she dies in this way. Is so crazy. Mike White is a genius. Every other storyline, I loved the way that Ethan and Harper wrapped up and how they were kind of like after the. Th- cheating or the threat of cheating like with Theo James and uh, Megan Fahey they kind of are back together and more in love than they were when they first got there which was crazy I thought Lucia ending up playing fucking um, the wannabe Sean Mendez guy Albie <laughs> I feel like the fact that the, I feel like she was really in love with him but like she was just like I gotta get this money though like that is like a higher priority than her being in love and she you see her walking off and like high-fiving the guy who she had hired to pretend to be the pimp that was coming after her and that's why she needed like 50,000 euros or whatever and she got her money and she ran off into the sunset with her friend it just was like it had a happier ending I think than the first season of the White Lotus but it still was brilliant and riveting and so well done and the thing is I love that Jennifer Coolidge dying in this way was a happier ending but it truly was you're like it had a happier ending than the first it's like the first season and the first one this woman whose husband was evil when she went back to him and that was the darkest ending of all (laughs) and it just was like the thing is Tanya was the only character that carried over from season one to season two Jennifer Coolidge obviously won many awards was so lauded and initially in the season I was like I don't know if she was even needed by the end her story was so riveting and exciting and I was couldn't believe how it ended but it just was like it just is so wild. And I, I, I urge you, Matt Steele, I realize I just spoiled both seasons for you, but you should watch them at some point. They're so well done. And this guy was on Survivor. He's a Survivor alum. So I, I feel like that should endear him to you since you're now a Survivor head. I know. I'm not a Survivor head. I'm going on to, I'm, I'm about to start season 16 of 43 seasons. So <laughs> I, I can't call myself a Survivor head yet, but I appreciate uh, the compliment. Um, have you seen his his season? Have you seen Mike White's no, season? I don't know. I don't know oh. where he is he maybe he's in the 20s maybe he's in the 30s i've got a long way until i probably see him um all right I, but i i that image of just like jennifer coolidge like just falling to just hitting her head going clunk and then that's it is so funny to me i mean it's that was it. white lotus and like uh, uh no country for old men it's just like oh we're just gonna randomly kill our protagonists <laughs> Same, 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 I mean, same type of thing, she, man. She was really like barely about to escape, had finally beaten the gays. And obviously as she's trying to get off this boat with all these gays that are trying to kill her, every single shot and everything she says to someone, like her being like, these gays are trying to kill me. Like everything is such a meme and such like obviously going to be po- posted on Twitter until the end of time or the end of Twitter, which will probably be in like a couple weeks. Yeah. I just, it just was really brilliant. It was really lovely. Mike White is a genius. It was so funny, but so hard heartwarming and so tense i don't know it just was like a, a, a brilliant end to a brilliant season of television and i can't wait for season three it was har- i want it now it was heartwarming and tense <laughs> was- it was heartwarming <laughs> i was happy for i was happy for lucia okay i was happy for ethan and harper even though they were cheating on each other the fact that they found the love again found the spark again i was excited about there were people that you were happy in how the way things had done maybe not tanya <laughs> but for other people <laughs> Okay. Things turned out okay. Okay, well, right. you know, good for those other people. They're going to have great 2023s. Jennifer Coolidge's Absolutely. character, unfortunately, will not. But it's <laughs> she okay. Will not. She had a great life, guys. She had a good. Absolutely, she, had a good she run. did. To quote, uh, <laughs> do you remember Kirstie Alley's um, uh, tweet tweet when Stephen Hawking died? I do. What did she say? She <laughs> said, "You had a good go at it. Thanks for the input." Or something. <laughs> I think that's the only like way you should like commemorate someone's passing is that phrase exactly <laughs> thank you for the input <laughs> when that when that person was like uh, like was Stephen fucking hawking <laughs> he's like i know yeah. insane yeah In- insane insane guys guys what a year it's been what a ride what a year what a ride 2022 has been quite the ride but we made it through we you know? did we we feel like we were jennifer coolidge shooting at all the gays the entire yes, year and we were, we're finally all, at the conclusion the gays were Swifties. Yes. <laughs> <And> we were just <laughs> shooting every one of them to get off this boat. Yes. And damn, we hit our head and it's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the, we, we thought we got all of them, but, but guys, right. they're going to be our downfall as well at the very They really end. will. Yeah. Or we'll be our own downfall either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, again, and also to uh, answer uh, uh, the question again, 2023, I guarantee a Taylor's probably dropping another damn album. So I, I mean, I'm excited I'm sure, for that. I assume... 
1989 TV, I assume, is coming, but I could see a whole new original thing too, because the woman just loves to work, you know? She loves She's to a work. worker, bee. I mean, hey, I hope she's got that 401k like you recommended. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure she doesn't need that. <laughs> I think she has all the money she needs right in that bank. Gu- guys, I'm worried. I- I'm worried about James Cameron's pocketbook. I'm worried about <laughs> all these. I people. know Andy Cohen, Andy Cohen, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swifts. These are the people oh. who we really should be worried about. True. Prayers up for the mega rich. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt Seal. Is there anything else you want to tell the people in 2022? That we, we we've our podcast and YouTube show has grown so much this year, and thank you all it's for true. joining us on that ride. Yes, it has been so lovely, and we're excited to get back to streaming with you. The streaming has been so amazing. The live streaming, like live reactions, has been so fun. The like posting shit on TikTok that people like has been great. We do cameos now. It's just like we've really tried new things this year with two gay mats, and I'm proud. I'm feeling. I feel like we have some momentum. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, and Lord knows yeah. technology's changing real quick. So like, there's right. going to be and new platforms to post on in the 2023. Lord, we're going to have to start hey. posting on Post or whatever the hell it is. Ugh, I don't want to know what Post is. I really don't. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think it would be best if we never learned about it. Let me get through the holidays before I figure out Truly. if I if I want a Post. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll be back next year with brand new Two Game Mats. Bye. Bye. Bye.